Welcome everyone to the Being Church podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Elisa. Well, we're really happy today because we have our new pastor, Father Matthew, with us. Hi, good to be here. Yeah, thanks for thanks for coming to the podcast. Uh, so what do you think of our setup here? This is your this is part of your media team. Here. I am really impressed. I've never had a media team before, so <laughs> I, I'm not sure exactly what to expect. You keep saying that it's a really uh, janky setup, but I'm impressed. We just pop up in any closet we can find that has boxes and sort of things around. But this is so. a high quality closet it's, here. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's got it a window and a, a door with a lamp. Yeah, I, mean. <laughs> I just feel like how many parishes have a podcast? I don't know. Even if it is out of a closet. It's not about being better, but we No, are. but I think it's a like it's a blessing, right? Like it's a it's a huge cool thing that we have. <laughs> Father Matthew's like, please don't say these things with me on <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Yeah, okay, that's good. Well, we're really happy you're here too. And so we uh we wanted to use uh our podcast and use this opportunity to kind of introduce you to our parish and talk a little bit to you about who you are and uh kind of what brought you here to St. Louis, how you became a priest, really your whole life. Yeah. And All just right. like yeah, everything. Sure. So uh, we'll just do that in just a couple minutes. Yeah, yeah, just a few minutes, you know, <laughs> just a few minutes. It's so, actually really cool that we're doing this in the summer before everything gets insane when school starts up and all of that. Because it's like a little bit of a preview before everybody really gets to meet you yeah. throughout the year. So I like yeah. that we're doing this in the summer. Yeah, yeah. So can you just start by telling us a little bit about uh, like where you grew up and what your family life was like? Yeah, absolutely. So... Uh, Matthew Kinney. I'm uh, actually a lifelong Catholic yeah. uh, and I uh, grew up in a, a good Catholic family. I actually have a big family. Uh, we're 10 siblings all together. That's a lot. Yes. So good Catholic family. Yeah. Do you guys have a big old van that you of drove around? Awesome. That's of awesome. 15, that's, I learned to drive on a 15 passenger van. Yes. So where yeah. are you in the 10? I'm the fourth one down. So it's Jeffrey, Stephen, Elizabeth, Matthew, Brian, Sarah, Kevin, Mary, Andrew, and John Paul. Very Catholic names. Those too. are very Catholic names. <laughs> yes. That last one, John Paul. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. That's awesome. Uh, grew up in Michigan, actually. Okay. Um, so uh, Midwesterner by birth. Um, family moved down here to Texas in 2000. Mm-hmm. I was uh, in high school at the time. So uh, we, we ended up moving down here. Kind of get settled in. I fell in love with Texas. Yeah. Where'd you guys move to? to? To Austin. To Austin. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. I cool. still have a vivid memory yeah. of... Like the first time we were driving in and we were on the 183 flyover and I was yeah. just like, had my face just like plastered to the window like, whoa, look at this place. Yeah. Um, so yeah, very much fell in love with That's Austin. Awesome. Um, Did and the weather Central not Texas. bother you? I don't miss it. Because, no. really? oh, oh, you don't miss Michigan? No. Yeah. No, I don't mm. miss it. Mm. No, not so it's much. It's cold. I, it's weird. Like I go back and it's not like nostalgic. Oh, really? It's Because you were like, a high schooler. Yeah, but so. still, I, I don't know. I've really settled in. I, I go back and it's not nostalgic. It's like I walk around and I say, hmm, you know, what strange, you know, land that I've walked into <laughs> now with this, and you're you like, know, unique foliage and so forth. <laughs> Do you still have, like, extended family in Michigan? Some, okay. yeah. Yeah, but most of us moved down down here to Austin. So there's really kind of a hub of the family right here in the Austin area. Oh, cool. Um, so that's, uh, um, yeah, we moved on down here and I've been... Uh, I'd say home based here in Austin. Yeah. Um, since that time, though, I've actually moved around quite a bit for well, sure. school and, and other reasons. And priesthood. Between that. Yeah. Comes with the territory. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So when did you enter seminary? So that would have been. Uh, like, how old were you? So I was interested in going into seminary uh, all the way back to when I was in my teens. Oh, wow. Um, 
I, I officially joined up with the Diocese of Austin and started my major seminary work back in 2005. Like that, not that far from when you guys moved here. Yeah, actually, I mean, it was about five years later. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And you'd kind of told me when we had our first meeting, you just, it was kind of a foregone conclusion that you were you would think about the priesthood or that you were gonna yeah, be a pri- you were I, just like yeah sure i'll do it i i have i have the most boring vocation story <laughs> seriously uh you know everybody like, asked me you know it was like favorite question like well when did you know that you yeah. were going to be a priest? What was your big you know, what moment? What was your moment, right? It's like, ah. Because they're all ready for the St. Paul story. Yeah, yeah. knocked off your horse and, you know, the voice of God saying, you know, you know, uh, you know, Saul, right. Saul. You know, right. like, you know, and I had nothing like that. Uh, I grew up Catholic. Yeah. And so when I was thinking about what do I want to do when I grow up? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I don't know. People, you know, think, well, I want to be a, I don't know, a dentist or a. Or, or, you know, a teacher or whatever. Those are people that you see in your life, right? Well, for me, I mean, I, I saw priests all the time. We were, yeah. we were going to Mass all the time. We had the chance to, you know, I saw the way that that was such an important part of my life, mm-hmm. uh, my family, uh, in the community. Um, you know, of course, my own personal grounding in prayer. And, and, you know, I was a kind of a precocious teenager just reading all sorts of stuff. So I was reading, like, theology and stuff like that. When How I was dare school, you? You know. <laughs> In high school. But um, so, you know, when I was thinking about like, had to make decisions, like, where do I want to go to school? Yeah. What do I want to study? You know, the two big things that were in my mind were, uh, I want to be a priest. Mm-hmm. That was one thing. I saw my skills kind of, you know, in God's call and to some extent. I mean, not like strong, but like, sure. you know, yeah, this would be something that I, that, that I could do. And then the other one was teaching. Like, oh. maybe I would want to go be a teacher. Hmm. And so I, I kind of took it to prayer and, uh, you know, there was no great, like, like great discernment that happened there at the end of the day, it was really me coming to God and saying, okay, God, well, I got these two options. So I think I'm going to do the priest one first. Give you, I'm going to give you first shot. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> That's a great vocation if, start. <laughs> if, if it works, then we'll go with that. If not, then plan B, I can teaching. go off and go, go do teaching. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, um, it's a good thing seminary is so long. I mean, you had that's the whole point. Like you have time true. to figure it out. You know, <laughs> it, 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 with uh, with my undergraduate, um, I was already doing some pre theology stuff with yeah. that. So in total, it was like nine years oh, of doing wow. some serious yeah. things on it. And you know, and there was I can identify at least one particular year where I was pretty like not not just like like where where I where I was like God, I don't know if you really want to do this. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. but. Um, you know, thanks be to God, uh, and especially thanks, uh, my parents were just really supportive of, That's great. of, you know, encouraging me all along the way. And when I was at that point, I was like, oh, I just don't know if I want to keep doing this. It's just really hard. And it's, you know, they, they said, well, one more year, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, so I was able to go, you know, and then after that, you know, it's like some breakthroughs happen and spiritual insights and so forth. So That's really cool. It's nice to talk to people who have quote unquote boring vocation stories or boring stories about becoming Catholic because... It just shows that, like, you don't have to have this huge mountaintop rocket ship experience to, like, serve the Lord or to know that he's present in your life. You have to have some self-awareness like you had. Mm -hmm. These are my two gifts. Mm -hmm. Uh, And sometimes it is just like a year by year doing the hard work, like making God's. Yeah. Working through God's will. Sometimes there's tears. Yeah. It's the holiness (laughs) in the ordinary. Yeah. Yeah. The holiness in the ordinary. And it's also just like because I we have by today's standards, a large family. We have five kids. It's nice for people like me just to hear like, yeah, I came from a Catholic family and, you know, we went to mass and we prayed a lot. And um, 
for me to hear that story that that was just like that that's was the like, foundation right yeah. that mm-hmm. we're you know even if none of our kids end up being priests or whatever religious or you know even if anybody falls away at least we know that we're making a it impacts yeah. the kids and they're paying att- they're paying attention um and it's important important yeah. work yeah. the work of the family that's really awesome so what do you like about being a priest i'm because you've been to a few parishes already you were a pastor previously true yeah so i just got past my nine-year anniversary oh nice so next summer will be 10 years so wow. looking big forward party to it. yeah big oh party. big party come up with something i don't yeah. know what we'll yet, put your but... face on something and sell it <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> so um so yeah uh uh priest now for for nine years um uh, assignments that i've had uh, I was with my deacon year, but I worked over at Texas A and M. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't. Uh, St. Mary's. Oh. Yeah. yeah, that must yeah. have been very formative. Everybody who goes there says it's. Uh, it was. It was very informative. You know, right. as far as like yeah. I learned a lot of you know things. You know, I I I learned how to say howdy. Yes. And it, it, it has <laughs> infected me. I cannot get rid of it now. Where did you go to college? Undergrad. Uh, uh, Ave Maria University. Oh, that's Florida. right. That's right. Okay. So you were yeah. not like affiliated with. No, I wasn't part of the Texas rivalry. And it's thing. like, it's like as it's a, another Midwesterner Chicago... coming in. It's like weird. Yeah. There, people care too much, it's, in my opinion. We do. Like, it's, it's very intense. Yes, it is. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, so the, that and then uh, uh, St. Anthony's in Kyle, uh, St. Joseph's okay. in Colleen, and uh, Sacred Heart in LaGrange. Um, so I've done a, a number of different things. Every time I go to a new parish, it's like it's a very different experience. I was going to say, those are very, like, that's a great background to have coming into such a large parish because you've had some really diverse communities that you've worked with. It, yeah, it has been. Um, and, and I think that's, it's funny, I, when there was a young, uh, new newly ordained priest who was looking up to, you know, the, the older priest and asking for advice, he asked me for advice, you know. <laughs> but... Um, so, you know, and I, I, I remember priest. the thing that I said was like, like, learn, like, learn your community, like, like, get to know what's going on there. Because, you know, there's no such thing as like, a you know, tabula rasa. It's like, it's mm-hmm. not just a blank slate that the, the pastor just comes in and says, well, here's my agenda, you know, whatever. Right. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's the people, I guess. It's the people. Yeah. It is. It uh, makes and a big difference. The Lord, there's been different blessings, uh, you know, in the different places. So. So yeah, I've had a bunch of different opportunities, experiences, um, but you know the things that stay the same uh, throughout. Um, yeah, right at the top of my list, you know, uh, doing the sacraments. Yeah, you know, what's your favorite uh, one? Liturgy. Uh, so, really? Come on, that's a fair question. <laughs> what's you know, your I think I answered one? this. I think I answered this in the the uh, questionnaire oh, did that you? you all sent me did you? ahead of time, I, and I said I was it was not something. A part of that. No, 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 no. It was. Uh, they asked me what was my favorite scripture passage, and I was oh. like. Ask me to pick what's my favorite kid, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, seriously. That's hard. You know, that being said, uh, uh, you know, the, the sacrament of confession, man, I just see, you know, miracles happening every yeah. day about people, you yeah. know, just having these moments of healing, you know, in, in there. Sometimes things that are just, that have been there for so long and then all of a sudden it's like, you know, transformations happening. So that's, that's really um, inspiring to be part of that. Of course, the mass, that's where I get to be sure. with the people. And, um, you know, I, I mentioned before about... Uh, kind of recognizing that I was interested in both being a priest and then also being a teacher, right? Yeah. That was one of the other things I was interested in doing. And um, so the preaching, right? Yeah. Preaching and the passion for that. Uh, you know, at the end, the Lord gave me both. Yeah. 
He gave me how, both. Like, that I could be generous. a priest and I could be a teacher because I have this opportunity. That to, is really cool. To be out there and preaching and, you know, and, and teaching, you know, so it's the word and the, you know, the word and the sacrament that are both there and both of them uh, speak very strongly. to. That me. is really cool. I, I've, I've had this thought recently in the past few weeks that our God is a God of abundance, right? You thought you had to pick one. Right. And he gave you both. Yeah, always. it's true. In it's ways that you didn't think that he works. Works. It's true. It, that, yeah, it's just awesome. That's really cool. So I am, uh, Tom knows this, I'm really bad with change and shift. I like things to stay the same. And so, no, so for you, how is it leaving a, like, how do you guys get used to that? Because that's, for me, I would be like, oh, I would be the worst at leaving a place. The most worst. That's probably why I I haven't left my house in 16 years. Like, I refuse, <laughs> right? So I, I, I'm really on the opposite end of the oh, spectrum really? as far as that goes. No, it's true. Uh, so when we moved down here to Texas, and then from there, I, I you know had to get, you know, started moving off on my own, school, different places like that. When I got into seminary, I had opportunities to go, you know, study here and study abroad and, you know, language immersion and so forth, uh, to the point that uh, I looked back onto the decade of my 20s, and I realized that I had lived in uh, 12 different zip codes in 10 years. Wow. wow. And that included... Uh, all across the country and um, three different uh, three different countries, two oh continents, three different countries, and you know all wow. across the United States, cool. different places like that. So I was I was moving on an average of like, you know, more than once a year. Yeah, like every yeah. eight wow. or nine. Months. I, I had yeah. a, I had a, I had a personal rule, and I lived with this up until I think my third priestly assignment. Uh, that my my personal rule was if I, if all of my earthly possessions don't fit in my car. I have too many earthly possessions oh my and I need to leave them behind. I, and I did. I up until probably like five years ago. That was my that was my I like rule. It. I like it. So I, be... I am I am constantly sort of on the move person. And um, yeah, I think my my attitude on it is uh, is very often like you know new thing, exciting, you yeah. know, new opportunity. Um, you know, walking back, walking out from uh, the the latest one that I was at, Sacred right. Heart in LaGrange. Um, that was more affecting, um, than yeah. I had, than well, I had you been. had been there. I, I'd for... been there the longest right. four years and we had gone through a lot, uh, together. You mm-hmm. know, it was my first assignment as a pastor, um, in the, we, we had a big, um, just real tragic set of situations with, um, the hurricane that came through, oh, right. just devastated oh, the community. Yeah. So, uh, so together, like we, I mean, this was like a crisis, you know, situation that just bonded us together as a community there. Um, a lot of other things that had happened. So it was, it was a lot more affecting, um, to have to step away, you know, from, uh, Mm -hmm. from sacred heart. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but I guess you do learn detachment like a little bit, right. When you know that you, you're, this is not going to be forever. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's a certain, like I said, you know, it's not quite true anymore, but like, you know, everything has to fit in my car. Right. And like, so, Mm -hmm. you know, a bit detached in that way. And, um, somebody was, uh, uh, had kind of posted me the question, well, father, what do you want to do in, you know, in five years? And I was like, five years, I don't even know. Like I've never been in one place for five <laughs> right, years long enough plan. to like even Make think a, that far in yeah. advance. Right. Uh, but yeah. So, you know, there is a, there's a certain amount of you know, spirituality and detachment to that, but I, I don't know. I think it's just in my nature too, to kind of, um, be ready for the next opportunity. That's awesome. So is there anything about St. Louis having been here just, I mean, what? Four like months. Yeah. Just, uh, tomorrow's a month. My gosh. Tomorrow will be one month. Yeah. So a month. Is there anything that really kind of, I know there's a lot of people on vacation. It, this really isn't 
I mean, it doesn't really feel like St. Louis in the summer. Yeah, right. Um, but is there anything? It gets, it gets to be more St. Louis than what it's. It gets to be way more St. Louis. Wow. That is a. Yeah. That is a <laughs> way that, that, more that St. That is Louis. almost intimidating. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, Tom. No, yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, boy. So is there anything in the last month that has just kind of stuck out to you about St. Louis that's a little different from the places? Like the one or two things that really uh, kind of stick stick out to you right, as right, far as right. either the community or anything about us really right 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 well i've got a media team now so that's, yes, like, that's different yeah so that's cool. different uh you know new and sort they're of amazing. thing um the uh uh you know there's a there's a high liturgy that we have and a you know especially you know a couple of different aspects of the liturgy that we do here which is uh really kind of a standout feature um from the parish uh, you know, I just I felt like I've received a very warm welcome, oh, just like an so enthusiastic good. welcome. Like good. the community here is just, they, they, they like being part of this parish and they're excited to be able to have somebody new, uh, join and be part of it as well. So, uh, I don't know, those are some of the standout things. We love new people here. This. We hope like we, like we love to be welcoming. I think yeah. this is a really... Hopefully, I, I, I can like, I can attest to that. Yeah, like that's sure. been my experience, like up sure. and down. And I know it's hard for the community, right, right. to to make a transition and so forth. I mean, I've I've, I've lived through it kind of on, on both sides, right? You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, being in as a priest, so I know that it's it's hard here. So just again, I've been very touched and very overwhelmed, mm-hmm. um, you know, good way, in a good way, sure, by, yeah. Um, yeah. by the welcome I've received. Yeah, that's well, that's good. I'm glad no one's been mean to you <laughs> yet, <laughs> except you, Tom. Except, yeah, what? <laughs> Uh, so I know you don't have a five-year plan, but do you like St. Louis is, and I'm not trying to toot our horn or anything like that. It's a unique place, right? You, we've said that all these parishes are unique places. Do you, are you hoping for anything in particular at St. Louis? Like, what do you, when you see this place, mm-hmm. is there something you're like, I can, I can really get that done here. Or like, we can do this together. Sure. It's real early. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To, right. to set it, to be thinking in that, of course I, you know, uh, my mind does jump forward. Yeah. You know, yeah. Ways sure. Like that. I guess I would I would preface this by by saying um, that uh, for the previous two pastors that have been here, mm-hmm. uh, Father James Misko uh, and Father Larry Covington, mm-hmm. um, both of them are people that I've actually known for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, Father James and I were in seminary; uh, we overlapped for a number of years, and I've known him. We've been kind of ministry tangent and connect. So every time I see him at priest gatherings, oh hey, how's it going? We catch up and things sure. like that. And uh, and Father Larry, he's been my uh, priest mentor. Mm. Um, since before I became a priest, actually. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we kind of connected up and, and we, you know, so when they were like, well, you need to have an official mentor. And I'm like, I already have one. And so, cool. like, we got, so I've been connected tangentially with uh, yeah. St. Louis, you know, for a while. I've been aware of it. It's been on my radar and known kind of things. I have conversations with Father Larry or Father James, mm-hmm. you know, here or there or different people that I know from the, um, from the parish. So, uh, you know, in so many ways, like, there's just a lot of things going on here mm-hmm. that, I will feel very blessed and like I'm I'm doing good work uh, if I can be able to hold up a lot of the legacy of the mm. things that have been Aww. already in place. That's you know, um, I do. I, I feel that there's you know there's big shoes um, that I'm sure. stepping into here. Um, so, so that's a that's a part of it. You know, just yeah. being able to see you know, hey, there's a lot of great stuff going on in here, and I just want to be able to be uh, to be part of that. I don't know if if there's anything more. Um, you know, beyond that, again, I'm just going to, I think I keep it in a, in a very broad sense just because, you know, specifics, it's too early to of course kind of get too much into it. But in a very broad sense, uh, I, I hope that I can be able to 
to be and continue to be, because I think this is already happening in many ways here at the parish, um, kind of a, be a, a bridge builder uh, mm. in different areas. Like, um, you know, it's so much uh, in our world and our culture where uh, we become, you know, uh, very controversial and everything becomes, you know, everybody into their own little groups and, mm-hmm. and such like that. Um, so the idea of being a, a bridge builder between, say, like different generations mm. of Catholics, um, being a bridge builder between, you know, different uh, cultures and languages, you know, within the church, um, being a bridge builder between, you know, uh, kind of the, uh, the traditional ways that we've done in kind of parish with, you know, where it's a lot like, you know, um, uh, on campus stuff, but now we have the opportunity to do things like digital media yeah. and online stuff. So then there's becomes this whole new dimension. And so sure. there's these, you know, old and new different ways of doing it. So I hope that I can be uh, a bridge builder of being able to see those, those different things all be able to be uh, part of the flourishing of, of, yeah. a, of a 21st century parish. Yeah. Awesome. And that's really, that's really interesting. And that's really exciting because I think that is um, right now kind of in the time of the church that is um, what people are hungry for. They really, really want to be in community with each other. And they really want, there is the opportunity here for us to kind of learn from each other and kind of hold our our culture or whatever it is, our mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. Um, but also to kind of open up and learn more about other other people. And this right. would be a safe and a holy ground to do that in. Yeah, so. yeah. There's, a, there's a line from uh, St. Matthew's Gospel. Uh, and, you know, it's the, uh, well, you know, who is the good and wise steward who can be able to take from the storeroom that which is old and that which is new, mm. right? Um, and so I've, you know, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I love that. And that's that would be for me, those two things, if you can accomplish those two, the le- keeping the legacy and building, continuing to build stronger bridges within the different um, areas of the community, like that would be a huge success, a huge legacy for you to, to leave behind for us. So that's... Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. So, well, you know, so we'll see how God, uh, God leads it. We'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so do you have like, um, sort of a, a spirituality that you attribute your priestly work to or your life to? Like, I know that, you know, you're diocesan priest. And so you're not like, you're not a Benedictine or you're not a Carmel, but like, is there some sort of tradition that you draw from? Sure. Sure. Um, so I guess a couple things I might, I might speak to there. First, uh, I've had a strong sense uh, throughout my life of finding the the holiness in the ordinary. Okay. You know, we mentioned this actually a little yeah. bit before about like my own vocation story, right? Like that's where God called me was not through any, you know, kind of like it wasn't on a retreat. It wasn't on a mountaintop, right? Now, those are important experiences too. Sure. But, you know, the 99% of our life is normal stuff sure you know it's getting up and having breakfast in the morning you know Mm -hmm. it's uh getting on with your day and and taking care of your family and Mm -hmm. going to work and all these things that are sort of normal uh, again 99 percent of your life is made up of these very normal things well if we only see god in the retreats and in the mountaintop experiences then you know we're missing out on the i would say you know the majority of the ways that that we're going to be able to encounter yeah. uh the lord and his blessings and mm-hmm. around us um I, honestly that that maybe more than anything drew me towards my specific vocation of uh being a diocesan priest because oh. I, I i considered to myself you know the question like well 
where is the sort of the most ordinary yeah. place? And by ordinary here, you know, we kind of have a negative association with it. it's like the most boring place. But yeah. ordinary, I mean, like the most regular, the most normal, right? Uh, where's the place where the most number of Catholics go mm-hmm. most regularly to like to to go and to have an encounter with God? Yeah. Right? Sunday mass. Yeah. Right. Like that's where that happens at the, at the, at the parish. Right. So I could, you know, go be a missionary or I could go help run a retreat center or I could go teach theology or something. You you know, those are important parts of the church too, but this was my specific draw was this like finding the, the, the holiness in the ordinary and recognizing that that ordinary is, I mean, it's kind of a cheesy phrase, you know, the ordinary is extraordinary. Yeah. Right. Like right. that there's a, there's a, there's a presence of God that can be found there. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's always been uh, a big part for me. Um, you know, on top of that, maybe just, you know, real quick to say like, uh, like the scriptures, mm. like, like studying the scriptures and getting embedded into that, praying with it, um, meditation and, and really trying to take the time to like imaginative prayer, you know, going with the, yeah. You know, and then Bible study, like in a in a big sense, that has drawn me in very strongly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm very connected. I feel very strongly connected with that. And then just the liturgy in general is, um, you know, is a is a grounding place for me as far as my own spirituality. Like like you know the office and the mass and stuff sure. like that that keeps me uh, on my kind of grounded schedule of prayer. Yeah, it's your regular sort of the breathing yeah, that you do yeah, in prayer. Yeah, yeah. cool, cool. I love the scripture part because for the longest, I didn't even know Catholics read scripture. I was, I was thinking that while you and said then, that. That's why and I then, laughed. And this was me like a practicing Catholic, right? Like we went to mass every Sunday. Yeah. But it wasn't until I was invited to a scripture study at UT. And I was like, wait, what? Catholics you you need Bible? to take your Bible? And then so ever since then, it's interesting actually. So there's this uh, woman's um, ministry called Blessed Is She that's very big now. And they put out the very first... Catholic journaling Bible. Protestants have Bibles that you can kind of on the side take notes. And I tried to look one up. And so they put out the very, mm-hmm. and so it's it's been kind of like life-changing to look up the daily readings online, but then to read scripture <clears throat> from my Bible and be able to kind of meditate and take notes. It's, it's really like game-changing. Um, it's like God, you're like, oh, I wonder what God would have to say to me today. And it's like, oh, um, here. It's right there. <laughs> it's the conversation, yeah, right? It's like, this is this is the thing that when I finally figured it out, like it just blew me away because so much time conversation is, it feels like a one-sided right. conversation with God in prayer, right? Like I'm talking and then God's listening probably. I don't know. I'm just talking at the <laughs> ceiling and like hoping that something yeah. is, is getting through. But, you know, no, it, it is a dialogue, but we have to understand God has the first word and that's the word of God. And so we read that and then we respond to it. And that's the conversation. Yeah. I don't know. It's fascinating to yeah. me going yeah. into the scriptures and um, there's so many different layers to it where you, yeah, it's great. You can, you know, go in there and find, you know, uh, maybe, you know, something that's going to help you, you know, today, you know, well, here, what's my little word of encouragement for the day or something like that. Yeah, it'd be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a bigger story, right? And when you see the bigger story and then you can see the patterns of how God works and then you say, well, do I see those same patterns happen? It's like all of a sudden it's this much bigger uh, story. It's not just like, you know, here's my little thing for the day. It gives you the whole arc of like how you see God working yeah. in your own life, in the world around you. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. When you, and I think the start of me like really starting to pour into scripture was when you and Deacon Will did a podcast actually about yeah. praying with the Psalms. Praying with the Psalms. Because I, you know, during the mm-hmm. Psalms and mass, sometimes I'm just like, you know, I'm, but then what I started doing is whatever the Psalm is for, for the day of the mass, whatever they're pulling from, I've started reading the entire Psalm mm. instead of just taking those pieces. And like it, it, it is game changing just, just the Psalms. I mean, yeah. even if that was all I did. It's mm-hmm. just, it can be very powerful. So now when I give retreats, when I write retreats, um, I give like when we're leaving the retreats, some of like things to put in your toolbox. Um, and one of them is sacraments, but for, for teen, teen and young adults, yeah. but one of them is scripture. Like guys, if, if you're like confused or like whatever about life and you're like, Oh my gosh, I mm-hmm. just need direction. Like seriously, here, <laughs> here, you here. Go. This, take smarter this. people than us put <laughs> yeah, this yeah, together. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> it turns out God wants to tell you what to do and how to move and like yeah. what's going on. Do you have any more questions for the Padre? I think the only question I have is since you have family in Austin, is it like comforting to be able to like take off the collar and just be like uncle brother son you know some priests don't have families nearby and um i've i've found with like the priest friends that i have in my life that um they have to have an a normalcy you know they have to have like they have to either have friends that will they can be themselves um i have a couple of priest friends that are now that i went to college with and they're now you know priests and mm-hmm. but they like coming around the old catholic center group oh, yeah, because we just yeah. we just don't we don't like we're just you're just you and we're just us i guess right right you know when it comes to yeah there's a specific role of being a pastor and and that's um that's a, a my vocation you know to do this and, and to be that here at, at the parish um, but it's also a very specific, like, uh, relationship, you know, that's developed. And that's the way it's supposed to be, right? You know, everybody calls me father, you know, at the church because it's supposed to be that spiritual father relationship that's that's going on there, um, you know. But does that mean 24-7? Uh, no, <laughs> it is not. Right. You know, and that's, I think that's just, you know, that's good, right? I mean, like, that, that speaks to our, you know, our humanity that it's like, you know, yeah, we're not just one thing, one role, like 24-7 machine right. just kind of, you know, going through. Uh, no, you know, so I do. I have the opportunity to be son. I have the opportunity to be brother. I've got, mm. you know, friends and hobbies and interests that I have, you know, that are outside of the parish. Um, and, yeah, you know, uh, being here back in Austin is a bit of a homecoming for that. I've had yeah. the opportunity to catch up with people that I've been a little more distant with, uh, you know, more recently. So that's, yeah, it's, it's nice. Yeah. It's a balance. It right? is. Yeah, it's, it's even priests. And that's what I learned also by having priest friends is like, they need time to not be, you know, yeah. father for a, a hot second too. It makes them better priests when they can take time away and just go with their interests or their hobbies or their friends yeah. and all of that so yeah, for sure hopefully we can um call. i've already I, i've already had this situation like a little bit like oh you know it was um here on campus there's a you know there's this running track in the back and like i do jogging as my exercise oh, and nice. stuff. so yeah. i was out there jogging on the track and stuff and it, you know i happened to see that the knights were you know helping moving some furniture some outdoor furniture so i just kind of walked over and i was like hey can i give you all a hand and they're all like wait father wait it's you you know <laughs> 
We didn't recognize they you. Didn't, they had no idea that <laughs> it was me because I didn't have my collar on. I just had like an exercise clothes and shorts and stuff. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to have to get one with a collar on it. <laughs> so they can, they can know that it's me. But, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so funny. It's, it's, it's so funny. Like my mom is very old school Catholic. So anytime she sees me talk to one of my priest friends other than like, Oh, Father, you know, yes, Father. She's just mortified. She's like, I taught you better than this. And I'm like, oh, Mom. Like when like, you I- yell at Father Jesse, she's like, Miha, what <laughs> are you doing? could you talk like that? And I'm like, I promise you they're not scandalized they, yeah, yeah. by me. Trust me. But yeah, it is kind of, I think also it's a little bit of a generational thing, you know. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But it was so good to have you come in and let this us get to great. know I'm you. Looking, yeah, yeah, this is great to be on the podcast. And I'm yeah, looking forward for, for more opportunities, of course, oh, yeah, we'll, all across the parish yeah. to be involved in the different ministries, but uh, but here on the podcast ministry as well. We'll definitely have you yeah, on, be, for sure. Is there anything else you want to share with the people or say before we uh, shut it down? I, thank you. Just thank you. Uh, again, great warm welcome that I've received so far. Um, and uh, yeah, looking forward to great blessings in the future. Awesome. Well, we're happy to have you here. Thank you for saying, thank you for saying yes. I hate that. (laughs) That But anyway, yeah, we're glad you're here. (laughs) Uh, Guys, we are so thankful that you listened in. Again, we're going to uh, get a lot more regular with the podcast now that the summer's coming to the end. If you liked this episode, please like and subscribe. Share with uh, definitely all your parishioner friends, but your friends Mm -hmm. that are far and wide who uh, like what we're talking about. Yeah, I want to meet our new pastor virtually. Thanks for listening and go be church.